What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dutton Woods Football on 96.9 The Legend. Thank you for checking out today's show and making it a part of your day. Going to have a fun show this week. I'm going to be joined by Mark Seaving, who's the head coach for the Elba Tigers, who had a 54-24 region victory over the Cottonwood Bears on Friday night. So just a little bit, I will be joined by Coach Seaving to talk about their win and team at the midway point of the 2021 season. does not feel like we should already be halfway there, but we are for a lot of these teams here in the Wiregrass. Also, of course, we're going to go around the wiregrass and look at all the week four results from this past Friday night. Then later on the show, we'll look at this week's schedule, which teams are going out of region play this week. So a lot of cross matchups, you know, different regions and stuff like that. So a lot of interesting matchups this Friday, this week in high school football here in the wiregrass before we do all that let you guys know you can find me and the podcast you can find me on social media at p jordan sec and please give me a follow if you want to talk to me about high school football anything sports related over on twitter you can find the podcast on apple podcast so please subscribe follow rate and review leave a review i will read it on a future edition of the show you can also listen to the podcast on 955wtvy.com 969thelegend.com and 1067kmx.com or the apps for those stations as well. Just go to your Android or your Apple store and download those apps and the podcast will be right there so you can check it out. So please go do so. Really would be uh, appreciative if you would go out and do that. And you can always email me at sportstalkphiljordan at gmail.com. Now, you know the drill. Let's go around the wiregrass. All right, we are going to start off in 7A Region 2 in Dothan, in a game you would have heard on 96.9 The Legend on Friday night. The Dothan Wolves fell to Prattville 24-7. This game was 14-7 going into the fourth quarter. Dothan Wolves fought hard in this game. Defense bent but didn't break. They gave up a lot of yards, but they did not give up a lot of points. But Prattville pulled away with 10 points there in the fourth quarter to win 24-7. Dothan does drop to 1-3, 0-3 in region play. Prattville is 4-1 and 2-1 region play. Dothan was playing with quarterback Quentin Norton, who had not played quarterback in a few years. Uh, He played well. He gave Dothan a chance to win in this game. The one touchdown for the Wolves was set up by a punt that was blocked by Wontavious Conley, and then Norton connected with Kevion Dury for the touchdown at that one. Uh, Dothan was without four starters on offense, and then they will go out of region play. They're heading out of Florida uh, this Friday uh, to take on Gaston County. Now, just right up the road, you have Central Phoenix City playing at Enterprise. Enterprise ranked 8th in 7A, and in Central Phoenix City is ranked 5th in 7A. Central Phoenix City pulled away 36-27. Central Phoenix City jumped out to a 14-0 lead mid early in the fourth, uh, second quarter. And then Enterprise did start you know, getting their offense going. But whenever they would get within one score, Central Phoenix City would pull away. And that's just kind of how the whole game went all the way to the end. Enterprise with under two minutes left, got within 30-27 onside kick, returned Central Phoenix City 36-27. And that was your final score. Enterprise had 293 yards of total offense. 261 yards of that came on the ground. Michael Johnson had 99 yards for two touchdowns. And Amari Griffin had 98 yards for two touchdowns. And another region play going on in 7A Region 2 on Friday night. Auburn did defeat Jeff Davis 40-7. to So when you look at the standings in 7A Region 2, Central, Phoenix City, Auburn, Prattville, and Enterprise, those are your four teams leading there with Central. 
and Auburn three and zero in region. Prattville's two and one. Enterprise is one and one. Jeff Davis, Smith Station, and Dothan are on the back half of the region. All of those teams are without region victories so far on the season. In 6A Region 2, the only team in the Wiregrass in 6A Region 2 is you follow. They won via forfeit over Park Crossing from this Friday due to COVID reasons. So that puts you follow at 1 and 2 in Region 2 and 3 overall. When you look at 6A Region 2, you have Opelika, Sulanir, Lee, Russell County. They're on top with Opelika being 3 and 0 and the other three tied at 2 and 1. Now Culver is in fourth. They're at 2 and 1 as well. And then you follow 1 and 2 at sixth place. In the region, Park Crossing Valley, they are both 0-3 uh, at the bottom of the region. In 5A Region 2, Charles Henderson lost to Andalusia 58-28. to uh, That puts Charles Henderson at 0-4 on the season. Andalusia is 3-2 on the season. Charles Henderson quarterback Parker Adams had a big night despite the loss with 407 yards and one touchdown. Hedlund lost to Carroll 31-7, so Hedlund is now 1-4, 0-2 in region. Carroll is 2-2 two two on the year. 2-1 in region. Carroll led 21-0 at halftime. Lakeith Person had a big night on the ground. 206 yards and one touchdown. Rehoboth lost to Pike Road 55-0. So Rehoboth drops to 2-3, and 0-3 in region play. And then Pike Road goes to 5-0, 3-0 in region play. So now when you look at 5A region 2, the standings there, Greenville and Pike Road are both undefeated in region play. So they're at 1-2. Carroll and Andalusia, they are tied you know, for three and four uh, at two and one apiece there. Then you have Headland, Charles Henderson, and Rehoboth all without wins in region play so far. They're in 5A Region 2. In 4A Region 2, Strawn was defeated by St. James 43-6. to Geneva defeated Ashford 40-6 to in that one. Timothy McReynolds had 185 yards and three touchdowns. Geneva goes to three and two on the year. Ashford drops to 0-4. Dale County was defeated by Alabama Christian 48 to 13 so dale county drops to three and two two and one and then alabama christian gets better at three and two two and one and looking at 4a region two at the standings you have st james and alabama christian at top st james is three and oh in region play alabama christian's two and one along with strong and geneva who are also two and one and then you have dale county at two and one so you've got four teams already in that region that are at two and one so it's going to be interesting in the second half of the season see who gets those those spots in playoffs and it looks like this is going to be a region that's going to have a good team that does make playoffs because only the top four teams in each region make the postseason then you have Brooker T. Washington at two and three then Bullitt County and Asher are both 0 and three at the bottom of the region and 3A region two number eight Slocum was defeated by Houston Academy 35 to 25 in this one uh, Slocum drops to two and two on the years one and one in region play and Houston Academy goes to three and two two and one in region play Houston Academy's Jeb Daughtry had 97 yards on the ground with three touchdowns. He scored a touchdown to go up 35-25 after Slocum's Jalen Nobles had a 13-yard touchdown to make it 28-25. Delville was defeated by Op 55-0, so Delville is now 0-5, 0-3 on the year, and then Op is 4-1 and 3-0 in region play. The score 55-0, that was the score at halftime. That's the most points Op has had at halftime since 1937. Quarterback Gray Jennings was 10 of 15, 226 yards, three touchdowns. He also added in a rushing touchdown. Wittsburg defeated New Brockton 60 to 18. So Wittsburg goes to 4 1 on the year. They are 2 0 in region play. New Brockton is 3 2 and 1 2 in region play. 
Whispers running backs had a really, really big night on Friday against New Brockton. Jalen Murray had 170 yards and four touchdowns, and Charles Snyder had 108 yards and two touchdowns, and that's just on five attempts. So in 3A Region 2, when we look at the standings, Whitesburg and Op are at the top, undefeated in region play, with Whitesburg at 2-0, and Op at 3-0 so far. Houston Academy is in third at 2-1, and Slocum fourth at 1-1, then you have New Brockton at 1-2 at fifth, Providence at 0-2 and, and Delville 0-3. So when I look at this region too, New Broughton is an improved program this year. And then you have Slocum, Houston Academy. Houston Academy is playing, you know, improved ball this year. Opt and Whitesburg at the top. Once again, we may be looking at a region where there's five good teams here, but like I said, in, you know, with the previous region, only only four can get in. Now, 2A Region 2, talking about tough regions in the Wiregrass. And this was the game, one of the games of the week here in the Wiregrass. Number 8, Ayrton at home, defeated number 10, GW Long, 27-21. Classic game came down to the final play. GW Long, they're now 2-1 and one overall and in region. And then Ayrton playing really great football this year, 5-0 and and 3-0 in region play. Ayrton linebacker Isaiah Johnson knocked down a Hail Mary pass at the goal line to secure the victory. This was the smartest uh, – try to combine two words there. The smallest margin of victory in this series uh, since 2002 when GW Long won 14-12. to Ayrton's Jordan Smith had a 69-yard touchdown run to go at 27-21 with around two minutes left in the game. GW Long's quarterback, uh, Kobe Stringer, had a 94-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Chauncey to go to tie the game at 21. Uh, Kobe Stringer had a big game as well, 248 yards, three touchdowns. He also put uh, – no, excuse me, that was Jordan Smith's rushing in the game with 248 yards and three touchdowns. Kobe Stringer had 167-yard rushing with two touchdowns and 133 yards passing in one touchdown in the game. Some other results in 2A Region 2. Zion Chapel was defeated by Houston County 28-18. So Zion Chapel is 0-4, 0-3 in region play. And then Houston County is 3-2 overall, 1-2 in region. Geneva County defeated Abbeville 49-6. Emmanuel Henderson had a big night, 251 yards and five touchdowns. Geneva County as a team had 371 total yards and 351 yards on the ground. So with that win, Geneva County goes to 3-1-2-1. And then Abbeville is 1-3 and 1-2 in region play. And then and we're going to talk to Coach Seaving about this one, so we'll get a little bit more into this game when I have him on. But Elba did defeat Cottonwood 54-24. to Cottonwood drops to 2-3, and 1-2 and two in region play, and Elba is 4-1 one, one overall, 2-1 in region play. And then when we look at 2A Region 2, Ayrton is at top at 3-0. and Then you have GW Long, Geneva County, Elba all at 2-1, uh, right behind Ayrton there. And then Cottonwood. Houston County, Abbeville are one and two in region, and you have Zion Chapel at zero and three. Then in one A Region One, McKenzie was defeated by Sampson thirty six to twenty eight. Josh Lowry in that one for Sampson had two hundred yards and three touchdowns, so Sampson does improve to four and one and three and zero in region play. Red Level was shut out by Florala fourteen to zero. Brantley defeated Pleasant Home fifty three to zero, and Georgiana defeat was defeated by Kinston. 10 to 6. So looking at 1A Region 1 to standings there, Brantley and Sampson are both undefeated in region play. Brantley's undefeated overall, but they're both 3-0 in region. Florala and Kinston are at 2-1 right behind them, so that's your top four right now. Red Level plays at home 1-2 apiece there, and then McKenzie and Georgiana, they're both 0-3 in region play. And then finally in AISA in A Region 1, Pickens Academy defeated Abbeville Christian 35 to 14. So Abbeville Christian is 1 and 3, 0 and 3 on the year. 
In their region, that puts Avery Christian at fifth. Byron Crenshaw Christian, Lowndes Academy, Coosa Valley, and Lakeside. So that is this week's Around the Wiregrass. And uh, up next, we are going to talk to Elba head coach, Mark Seifing. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Elba head coach, Mark Seifing. And uh, Coach Seifing, I appreciate you taking time to come on the show this week. Thanks, Philip. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to, to talk about our team, and and uh, thanks for having us on. Oh yeah, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, uh, I you guys are having a really good year so far, and just you know, talk about your win on on Friday night, another two A Region Two matchup, which I think is one of the toughest regions in the entire state of Alabama. Don't, you know, if it's seven A through one A, this is a tough region, two uh, A Region Two. But to talk about, you know, congratulations on your win over Cottonwood, fifty four to twenty four. Uh, it was another uh, big victory for you guys. Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, Cottonwoods, uh, they're a lot, uh, much improved team from from last year and uh, got some, got a really good running back and have some, had a big old lineman. They, we were definitely outsized. Uh, so we were, uh, we were definitely concerned about them, but um, we were excited about the way that our guys came out and competed and, uh, and got after them and um, uh, got some, you know, some really good play from our defense, and um, and then man, we were scoring. Just uh, our offense was just clicking too. So it was kind of one of those nights where everything was just going good for us. So uh, it's a big region win for us, you know. Um, like you said, our region's really tough, and uh, you know we got Long and Ayrton, and of course Geneva County, and a um, bunch of other teams that that you know can can beat you any night. So. Uh, we're just taking them one at a time, and, and we're glad to be two and one right now in the region for sure. Yeah, I know. And in the game, and y'all, you know, because of the offense you run too, but a lot of a lot of ru- big rushing numbers in the game. But just you know, for your offense, oh, what was it about on Friday night that really opened things up for you guys to be so successful? Yeah, I mean, we really, you know, we really don't throw the ball that much at all. So, um, you know, we're we're a run team, and it's it's uh it's it's just execution of the blocks mainly. You know, I mean, it's uh. I, I, look, I kind of view our offense as kind of like a, a selfless offense. You know, it just really doesn't work unless everybody, and I mean everybody out there, is doing their job. So, uh, you know, we uh, we've we've got, you know, we actually had a couple, uh, or one of our linemen was hurt, and uh, and we had a young guy in there that played really well. So, you know, that gave us a little bit of depth, and uh, and, and we've got a few guys that we feel like can. Uh, uh, you know, can can really score. We've got uh, uh, Crystal Caldwell, who's uh, one of our seniors. Our quarterback, Braden Johnson, uh, he had about a hundred yards, and then both of our running backs um, also had about a hundred yards. J.T. Coleman and Alvin Henderson. So um, when you kind of spread it around the different guys, and and uh, you know, like I said, we run a lot of misdirection and stuff that can confuse defenses. So um, yeah, it was a good night for us for sure. That's got to be a good thing to have as a coach when you know you have multiple players like that. that you know, it really makes the defense guessing on who's going to get the ball each and every play, and they have to focus on the whole team, not just on one guy. Oh yeah, definitely, man. It's a, and that's kind of what we, you know, we are. I mean, you know, there's no secret about what we're trying to do. We're going to run the ball, and and uh, like I said, it takes everybody. It's not just those running backs, and and uh, it's it's those linemen too, and 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 you know. The way we kind of run our offense, we really don't have a, a quarterback per se. I mean, we ask our quarterback to do a lot of blocking. So, um, you know, we feel like that gives us a, a little bit of advantage over folks. And, 
and uh, yeah, it's 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 uh it's really fun when when it's when it all comes together, you know. On on, on the defense side of the ball on Friday night, I know going to the fourth quarter, we only had twelve. I know they put twelve more points on in the fourth quarter, but defensively, what were you guys doing to them that was giving them problems? Yeah, we've got uh, you know we we kind of did some things different this year with our defense uh, that we felt like suited our personnel a little bit better and. Uh, you know, we really just didn't have the the defensive linemen um, that we wish we'd had. You know, um, the numbers of defensive linemen that we wish we'd had. So, you know, we kind of went to trying to get more speed on the field. And um, of course, we have Chris Falcaldwell, who I mentioned earlier. He's a a senior this year, and he's our our middle linebacker. He's a South Alabama commit. So, um, you know, he's kind of our leader over there. And and uh, uh, and you know, kind of kind of runs the show for us defensively, and and yeah, I mean it was good. Like I said, uh, they run the ball a whole bunch. Cottonwood does, and and uh, that was our focus, you know, to get up in there and stop the run and try to make them throw the ball, and and uh, we felt like we did that pretty effective most of the night. Um, you know, we did they did score there at the end, but you know we do have some young guys in there trying to get them some experience. So um, you know, I think they only scored one touchdown against our. Uh, Against our one, so that's a pretty good night for us too. We felt. Yeah, you know, you know I thought you know, Caldwell, obviously having a senior that you know he's the leader of the defense. That's going to be great. But you, you've got you know some other seniors there too, uh, Brian Burks. Just having you know seniors in that middle middle part of your defense, that could be a a real advantage and a good thing to have as a coach too. People with experience of you know they're not particularly may not be surprised by what they see from other teams because they've seen it before. Yeah, you're right. You know Byron Burks. You mentioned his name. He is. Uh, Man, he's a he's such a smart football player and a kid that's you know started for us since uh, or started at Elba since uh, I believe he was in the ninth grade and uh, he's always been a cornerback and and then here we go our senior year and we ask him to move to an outside linebacker and uh, you know he's he's so selfless I mean he just wants to to do whatever he can to help the team and uh, and you know he was happy to move and he's done great there uh, Peyton McCart. You know, it's typically been a safety for us. We, you know, um, we put him at linebacker, and he's he's uh, really been a pleasant surprise, also. And uh, you know, Colin Sauls, David Augusto, we got a we got a bunch of seniors out there. So, um, uh, Roland Safford, you know, our nose guard, um, you know, he's a he's a he's a load, tough to handle. So, you know, when we're playing good, uh, we can we can be pretty effective, you know. Yeah, you know, you talk about players move like okay, you know, Burks move from cornerback, you know. The linebacker, then he had uh, McCart move from safety to linebacker. How does that help with just being versatile on defense when you've got players that you know they're in one position but they played another, so they can kind of just do a little bit of everything? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, we the, the main reason you know, we're trying to do that is just to get more speed out there. You know, we got some guys that can run, and and uh, you know, we always kind of had you know some of those fast uh, skinny guys and. and and, uh, you know, that aren't your typical linebacker types, but we feel like their speed gives them an advantage that, you know, maybe, um, you know, can make up for their lack of size. And uh, it's not always the case. You know, we've still got uh, plenty of room to improve on, on both sides of the ball. But, uh, you know, that was kind of our thinking with moving those guys around. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, man, they just, the, you know, our kids are they're competitors and uh, and they love it. And, you know, I, I feel like they they feel a, a responsibility because they're from Elba and the success that 
the program's had over the years that, uh, you know, they want to do good. And, uh, uh, you know, that's not to say we don't have our slip-ups here and there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I feel really confident that when our players take the field that, that they're going to play hard and, uh, and they're going to do that, you know, every Friday night. Now, as I was getting ready for our conversation today, I kind of went back and read some interviews when you had the Dustin Eagle in the preseason. Something stuck out to me, and that one was, you know, improving every week. And uh, with your team, you know, you've been through five games. Uh, where do you see that improvement each week? Where do you think your team has improved the most through these five weeks? Well, I tell you, you know, you're so right. I mean, that's that's what it's all about for us is uh, is not letting that day, not going out there to practice just to be out there, you know, to make sure that we're getting something out of it and that there's something that we can improve on. And, you know, just like in our coaches' meeting today, I mean, we, you know, we and we literally make a list of the things that we need to do better, and that's going to be our focus at practice tomorrow. And the players are going to know it, and, and they're going to see it on film. And, uh, you know, there's really no looking back. So, you know, we, we did lose the game. We lost to GW Long, but uh, there's nothing we can do about that now. You know, everything that that we want to accomplish is in front of us, and uh, we just need to focus on the moment and, and focus on the next day and the next practice and and uh, and just trying to improve you know, day by day, and we got a kid. I tell you, that's a prime example of that. Trent Hamilton. He's a uh, man. He's one of our guys that plays corner for us, and he's a you know a smaller, undersized kid, but um, he has just tremendously improved uh, with his ball skills and and his technique, and and really on both sides of the ball. But um, and he's a guy that you know, uh, man. He's just. We've got a lot of confidence in him now because of the way that he goes about his business, the way that he practices, and the way that he's, you know, improved every day. So, and you know, before I ask you about the upcoming matchup with Providence as you go out of region, is there anything about your team I haven't asked here that you'd like to say, or you know, even the community of Elba? Well, I tell you, man, you know, we was it was homecoming the other night, and it sure was good to see, you know, a lot of our alumni come and support us. We've got great fans in Elba, and we've got a great community, and uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, our home games are always just a, a great experience because of uh, of our fan base, and they travel with us too, uh, no matter where we go. So, um, you know, it's 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 great to be an Elba Tiger, as they say in Elba, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's great to be a part of this team and a part of this program, and and uh, and doing it in this in this town. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, I, I think that's about it. You know, we're uh, as far as Providence goes this week, you know, uh, you know, Providence is, uh, I tell you, they, you know, they beat us last year. Um, they came to Elba when we played and they beat us. And, uh, you know, they were just such a disciplined team. They didn't turn the ball over. Uh, you know, they gang tackled. They were smart um, with their, you know, their assignments. They don't miss blocks and things like that. So, um, you know, they're a tough team. And, uh you know, I know they've been struggling a little bit this year, but you know you can't uh, you can't look past that bunch because they're going to come out and they're going to play hard. And uh, you know we last year in the game that we played them, we I think we had ten bad snaps. We turned the ball over six times, and you know you can't beat anybody when you do that. So um, you know it'd be nice to see us go down there and play a little bit better this year. And uh, you know that's going to kind of one be one of our messages to our players. Um, so uh, their offense is similar to ours. You know, they're a run-first, uh, single-wing type offense. And, uh, 
And it's just, uh, you know, even though we run the same offense, you know, we sit there today for two hours trying to figure out how we're going to stop them, uh, you know, and, and still don't have the answer. So uh, we're definitely going to have our hands full of Providence. And uh, like I said, we're just going to try to focus on us this week, try to improve and uh, and go down there and, and, um, and try to put on a show. Absolutely. And uh, finally, it's something I ask, especially first-time guests here on the show uh, as we close it out. When you hear the term Friday Night Football, what comes to mind? I'll tell you, man, I've, you know, I was a military kid and uh, didn't grow up in Alabama. We finally moved here, I guess, when I think I was in the, around the eighth grade or so and, and went to my first football game. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget the players coming out of the field house, walking into the stadium, and they had those little spike cleats on and, and hearing those spike cleats. You know, against that concrete, uh, that concrete walk, uh, was just, you know, it was awesome, man. And, uh, I've been in love ever since. So, uh, you know, just, you know, watching these kids compete and, 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 uh, and, and, you know, being able to work with them and hopefully make a difference in some of them's lives, uh, you know, that's the, the true reward in, in, uh, in this whole thing that, uh, that we, that we all love so much. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, I love it. Just, you know, the thought, just the sounds and everything of Friday Night Football, the bands playing, you know, everything about it. It's just, it's just an awesome thing that we have, I think, in this country's high school football on Friday night. Something different than we have that nobody else has. So, yeah, man. It really is. About. It really is. And I'll tell you, you know, over there in Elba, we got, uh, uh, we got Sean Hammonds and Anna Marie Moore, Anna Marie Moore that handle our, our band and our cheerleaders and, uh, and I don't think we've played another 2A team that's had a band as big as ours. And, uh, man, they can make some noise. And, and, uh, I'll tell you, they've been, they've, you know, they've been a huge help for us in many, many games with the amount of noise that they make. And, uh, and we've actually got some of our football players that are in the band too. So, uh, and then, you know, our cheerleaders, man, they're second to none. They, uh, they're all about, uh, all about these boys and, and, uh, do a great job supporting them. That's awesome. And, uh, okay, Coach, I do appreciate you coming on the show. I probably kept you a minute or two longer than I said I would, but I do appreciate you coming on and talking about the Elba Tigers, and I wish you good luck this Friday against Providence and for the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully maybe we can uh, I can check back in on you uh, before the season's out or if they're out some, sometime down the road. That sounds great, man. We'd, we'd love to do it. So thank you. All right, once again, thanks to Mark Seaving for coming on today's show to talk about the Elba Tigers. And now we're going to jump and look at the schedule for this Friday night's games. And we've got a couple of Thursday night games in here as well. We'll start off on Thursday night, Carver Montgomery 2-2 two two at Jeff Davis, who is 0-4. Dothan 1 and 3 will be at Gaston County at 0 and 3. Benjamin Russell at 0 and 5 will be at Smith Station, who is 1 and 3 on the year. Opelika at 3 and 2 will be at Central, who is 5 and 0. Fort Walton Beach 0 and 4 will be at Enterprise, who is 4 and 1. You fall at 2 and 3 will be at Stanhope Elmore, who is 3 and 2. Charles Henderson is 0 and 4 on the year. They will be at Williamson, who is 3 and 2. Bibb County 4 and 1 will be at Andalusia, who is 3 and 2. Whitsburg at 4 and 1 will be at 2 and 3 Rehoboth. 0-3 Pike County will be at 2-2 Carroll. 3-2 Dale County will be at 1-4 Headland. 3-1 Geneva County will be at 3-2 Geneva. That should be a good one out there in Geneva on Friday night. Ashford at 0-3 will be at 3-2 Houston County. 4-1 Strong will be at 4-1 Op. 0-5 Delville will be at 2-1 GW Long. 
4-1 Elba will be at 1-3 Providence. We got a good little preview there from Coach Steving on that one. New Broughton at 3-2 will be at W.S. Neal, who is 0-4. 2-2 Florala will be at 3-2 Houston Academy. Slocum at 2-2 two two will be at Ayrton, who is 5-0 on a year. Sampson at 4-1 will be at Zion Chapel, who is 0-4 on a year. Cottonwood at 2-3 will be at Northside Methodist, who is 0-4 on the year. Pleasant Home 1-3 will be at Orange Beach, who is 3-2. Barber County at 1-4 will be at Kinston, who is 3-2 on a year. Highland Home 2-4 will be at Brantley, who is 3-0. And there's some AISA region play. Cornerstone Christian 2-3 will be at Abbeville Christian, who is 1-3 on the year and that's going to do it for this week's edition of the wiregrass high school football report thank you for making it a part of your day be back next week to talk more high school football remember you can listen to the podcast on apple Podcasts. so please follow subscribe rate and review leave a review i will read it on a future edition of the show you can listen to the podcast also on 955.tvy.com 969legend.com and 1067kmx.com and if you want to you can always email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Hope everybody has a fantastic week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.